Hey everybody, welcome to the Catfish on Ice live expansion draft edition. This is your host Rich Howe with Chad Minton. The big night is finally here. The Seattle Kraken are going to finally pick their players. We've been waiting for this for a couple of years now. Tonight is the night. Chad, there's been a lot of leaks on the internet. We've seen that today. Yes. We've seen some players' names around. So I was just wondering, oh, first off, we are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings tonight. So we're going to be uh, looking at the expansion draft. So how are you handling all the excitement today, man? It's been kind of crazy. It's not been as crazy as I wanted it to be, quite honestly, Rich, uh, because there's been all these leaks coming out. And uh, I was treating this like, wow, we're going to be watching this like a normal draft. Like the NFL yep. draft does it so well. You know, we all know NFL is king. Uh, you watch these drafts, and so I was seeing this as as pegged as a live reveal. I knew that the picks were. I knew that Seattle was making their picks early in the day. They they had made that announcement, but I thought that the NHL and maybe some of these insiders would have maybe held it back a little bit and not chased these scoops to be the first. Uh, person to reveal all this breaking, you know, news or whatever, and we could have found this out more naturally. But you know, in the internet age, in the days of social media and what we live in, we're using social media right now to bring this podcast uh, stream to you. So uh, I can't be too hypocritical here. But I just wish that maybe it could be a little more natural. But I will say, I will say, I have stayed off social media for the most part of this afternoon. <laughs> So a lot of these picks are still going to be very natural reactions to me. Well, that's good because I, I have will not, tell you that I've I've, I've I've seen quite a few ah, names already. I know. Oh my I, gosh! Well, I, I can't need, help we're, it. We're going to test your acting skills here uh, because we needed you to pretend like you're surprised. All right. Well, it's not like I re- it's not, I don't remember them all. So yeah, I, I saw on the internet today somebody said something funny. They said all these uh, reporters who are, who are leaking all this information don't ever tell them a secret. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> it will not I, don't, be I don't necessarily blame the insiders so much because no, I mean no. I get it. It's their job and they are paid to do this kind of thing. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm not gonna blame the Elliot Friedmans and the Frank Cervellis and and all those uh awesome insiders that we follow, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm not right. gonna blame them. They're doing their jobs, but it's just it kind of let me down a little bit. I was hoping that it could be a little bit more of a surprise yeah. here. But we have uh, so we're we're reacting to the to the uh, telecast right now on ESPN two. This is pretty serious stuff here because the NHL has not been on the ESPN airwaves for quite some time. Uh, all your old school hockey fans know about the you know the very dramatic uh, breakup that ESPN and the NHL had back in the uh, I want to say the ni- late 90s maybe my timeline might be off a little bit but I know it's been a long time since they the ESPN and the NHL has come back together like this so it's a pretty big deal here that that NHL event like this is on ESPN right now so it's huge. we're we're reacting to it I see Chris Fowler on uh, on the telecast, Chris Fowler is a very respected ESPN um, broadcaster. He's done a lot of college football stuff. We see a let's get Kraken sign here. And let me talk about the Seattle Kraken here for a second. I um, I put out a tweet there out you know, on the airwaves like I do a lot. 
like a lot of us do. Yeah. And um, and I talked about how I don't have the hatred for the Seattle Kraken like I do the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to give them their <laughs> fair shot here. I'm not going to have agree. a problem with them. Um, I, I've let the whole expansion rules that have slanted towards the new expansion teams, I've let that go to the, to the side. I'm not going to let that bother me anymore. But yeah, I am not a fan of – the Vegas Golden Knights not having to participate in this expansion draft. And I get I it. I, I get that these rules have been in place for a while. And there's been other expansion drafts before 2017 where the previous expansion team didn't have to participate. But I just, you look at a team like Vegas who went to the Stanley yeah. cup final their first year. And they're and, awesome. And they're, they're obviously <laughs> one of the top tier teams in the league. They will yeah, be a Stanley exactly. Cup uh, pick for preseason pick. They'll be a Stanley Cup preseason, preseason pick going into this next season. They are loaded. They are such a good team. Oh, yeah. And they don't, ha- they don't have to expose a player. And you're yeah. already seeing these schedule leaks because the NHL is about to release their schedule. And um, wisely enough, they're planning the Seattle Kraken to play the Vegas Golden Knights to open the season against each other. That's a wise decision. I like that. That's pretty good. Sign, sign yeah. me up for that. Is that Rich, Sean Kemp? But Rich, Rich, what is your initial thoughts, man? Like, how are you feeling about the Seattle Kraken? Do you have this initial um, hatred for them, or are you going to like kind of welcome nah. them with open arms? Do you think it's good for the league? That kind of thing. I'll, I'll welcome them until I have to do otherwise. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, until they play the Preds. <laughs> Until until something happens, that is Sean Kemp and Gary Payton sitting yeah. on the front row there. That's all. Awesome. So until um, and there's Kevin Weeks, so Kevin Weeks is coming on the broadcast here. I really respect yeah. the hell out of Kevin Weeks. Such a great yeah, cool. uh, NHL. Um, I will follow and broadcaster. I will, I will give them. I will give Seattle one thing. Their their jerseys are really cool looking. Oh yeah, the colors are I mean, cool. I love the color scheme. Yeah, yeah. I love, really, I, love really awesome I love the uniqueness jerseys. of their team name. I love the uh, color scheme is what really has me. And I'm really – I said this in the last episode on Monday, actually, of Catfish and Ice. I said that um, I'm really happy that Seattle has a pro sports franchise back, like a, added an extra one. Because, you know, the Seattle Supersonics were a team that many people loved back in the 90s. You just brought up Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. And, you know, the Seattle Supersonics left the NBA uh, for Oklahoma City – and so they lost a team. They've only got one pro team out of the major sports teams, and that's baseball. Yep. And so a city like Seattle, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. And so it's pretty cool. I think it's a great market to get a hockey team. So I'm all on board with you there. Uh, it's going to be good for the league to um, to add this expansion team. I think it's going to be good for ratings. I think they could have better done a better job with ratings for this telecast, though. And so that's kind of where I'm at on that. But uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, you bring them up. They were yeah, – uh, right. oh. They were yeah. – that was back in the NBA days where – the old school days where the NBA was oh, yeah. was right there with the NFL as one of the top leagues, if anybody remembers yeah. that. I'm a 90s baby. Yeah. I was growing up in the 90s. That's when I started watching sports. And I remember the NBA was king in those 90s oh, yeah, days. Definitely. And Sean Kemp and Gary Payton – and those Seattle Supersonics, they were a fun team to yeah, watch. Man. So uh, we're watching Sean it here. Kent, Sean Kent, man. Yeah. 
So we're watching it here. They're, bad, they're, they're talking and stuff. This is on ESPN two. So turn on your TVs and watch it with us. Uh, it's awesome. I got I got the sound on mute here. I'm not listening to the sound, uh, but I yeah, do want to. We do want to react to the picks, and I get it. I get that the leaks, the picks have already been leaked, and a lot of people already know right now uh, who has who has gone where and and. But we're, we got to wait on trades here because trades can happen. I do think there there could still be some element of surprise during this draft here during this telecast. So we're going to be watching it here. Uh, I think you know a lot of people are already bashing the Seattle Kraken uh, roster that's projected here. Uh, they're trying to say like, oh, they're not going to be this as good as Vegas was, but no one thought Vegas was going to be very good either, you know. And, and they ended up yeah, going to the Stanley right? Cup, so you just never know. But uh, you never know. We got Chris Fowler here <laughs> looking at the looking at the cards. Are you watching it right now with me, Rich, or are you just kind of like I'm watching it? I, I'm watching it. It's on a delay a little bit, but I was I was commenting or looking at the comments. Max Greenberg's on here, our Predlines cohort. Yes. We forgot. We forgot somebody in Seattle, man. The Seahawks. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. We forgot. My bad. My Twitter, I, well, man. I was thinking about the Seahawks, but I guess I was. I wanted to include the one team, the Seattle Mariners, who probably get overlooked a lot in baseball. So we got a pick here. We got a pick here. Jeremy Jeremy Lazan from the Bruins, defenseman. Oh, is this how they? Wow. Yeah, All it's right. going. It's going, guy. I, I guess well, it's going man. alphabetical order here. But uh, uh, yeah. So the Bruins. Uh, let, let's talk. Well, as the picks get revealed, let's talk about the Preds yeah. a little bit here. They were in a tough position here because they uh, they have a lot of Fords that aren't producing. Right? We've talked about this, and Absolutely. so that's kind of the, the position they were in. They ended up being the only team that protected five defensemen. I'm sure a lot of people went on Cap Friendly and did their Seattle exp- expansion draft, mock draft, where they literally selected the the Seattle Kraken roster, and um, mm-hmm. and that was that was some homework there. Let me tell you, that took me like almost two hours. Oh, yeah. to do this, like it was yeah. a crazy process. And um, yeah, so and I, every team I looked at in the NHL, I couldn't argue protecting five defensemen. But yet yeah, the Preds yeah, did true. that. The Preds protected five defensemen. And a lot of the reason around that is Alex Carrier, his his elevation last season uh, was a big yeah, part of that. Definitely. And then they 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 traded Ryan Ellis for uh, uh, Philip Myers, and they protected him. And so they protected yeah. five defensemen. And so uh, that's the route they went. Do you agree with that? Do, do you? We talked about the protection list a little bit. In the last episode, yeah. But how are you feeling about that now? Well, I, unfortunately, I, I think I know who the the predators are going to uh, lose, and and I don't totally agree with what's going to happen. But the you know protecting the defensemen, they 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 have a good uh, defensive core going, and they traded you know Ryan Ellis for Myers or whatever. Uh, that's a, that's a a size upgrade, maybe not a skill upgrade, but it's definitely a size upgrade. So. If you put him on a line with Matias Ekholm, that's a couple of big dudes right there. So I think yeah. that's what they're going to be relying on. So yeah, the forwards they're they're just a little um, little lacking in that department, and hopefully John they can Hines. Pick somebody so up. look, we know John Hines' philosophy. He wants to play physical. He wants to play a really hardcore 
grinded out style, which is kind of the opposite of what we saw with uh, Peter Laviolette's system, which w- which was yeah. run and gun, uh, hang your goaltender out to dry type of hockey sometimes, get counterattacked, but exciting. Push the yeah. puck up the ice and let's create mm-hmm. scoring chances. Whereas John Hines, we're going Not back. So to- we're going back towards that Barry Trot style of hockey, where it's play smart defense, play physical, protect your goaltender. You better have a really good goaltender. Let's talk about that. And so that's kind of where we're going. And so we got a pick here. We've got a pick here uh, from the Red Wings, Denis Chalakowski. Chalowski, haven't heard of him. Yep. And full disclosure here, everyone, we are not full on cover every NHL team with a fine tooth comb podcast. We are a National Predators podcast here. But so we welcome anyone watching the stream right now, get in the comments, tell us about some of these players. I'm sure there's someone watching who knows way more about some of these players than we do. We don't cover every team. And so uh, we're going to be looking at some of these players that are picked here and we're going to talk about them and stuff. But uh, so the Red Wings just uh, lost a defenseman, though, uh, to the Seattle Kraken. And so I think there's been three picks. Uh, The Buffalo Sabres lost a player as well. Uh, So they're going in alphabetical order here, it seems like. Yeah, I think so. I do Uh, think let me let me talk about this live telecast for a little bit. I do do like the. what they're doing here with bringing on guests to the stage and they've got the fans in the, in the stands, like uh, there's, there's people there. And I, I think that's cool. I think the NHL has to start doing more stuff like this, you know, like the stadium series yeah, is definitely. a great thing for the NHL. Uh, the Preds are getting a stadium series home game in February of 2022. So that's great. Of course, they're going to be playing the Tampa Bay lightning, the team that, Rich Howe just loves so dearly. Uh, but, um, but yeah, favorite. so uh, I do think it's awesome that the NHL is having an event like this and they're they're really – because that's what the NHL has to do here. They have to start reaching out to these fringe fans and these casual fans who might be on the fence about becoming a diehard hockey fan like me and you are. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because we, we, we you throw the term out all the time. It's – a the four major sports are NFL, NBA, MLB, and then they throw NHL in there. And there's people all the time who come out and say, why is there four major sports? Like, why is the NHL included in that when there's a lot of people who don't care about the NHL? I think those people are dumb and they need to get into it (laughs) because it's a beautiful sport. Those are the kind of people you want in your life. Excuse my fil. Excuse me, not having a filter when I say that, but um, yes. So the NHL has to start doing a better job marketing itself, and so I do think an event like this is very good for the league. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. No, I agree. Um, They need to do more more things like they did last year, where they went and played at. um, what was it? At the the outdoor game by the lake. I can't remember yes. where it was. It was in Salt Lake City, something like that. But no, just stuff was, like uh, that. Lake just Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. It was at Lake, lake Tahoe. Tahoe. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So just just more exciting things like that. A lot more outdoor games would be good. I think a lot of people really like those. And then, you know, we're gonna have the one in Nashville. That's gonna be amazing to and have Nissan that. Stadium. Titan Stadium. Stadium. You know that Nashville will market the hell out of that. Nashville knows how to market an event. 
so I'm not oh, yeah. worried about the Preds. I, the Preds are amazing and outstanding when it comes to marketing themselves and getting themselves yeah. out there. And whenever they have a big event, uh, they know how to handle it. Just look at the All-Star game. Just look at uh, when they the Stanley Cup final came here. I, yeah, I'm not worried about how the Preds handle NHL events. I'm worried about the league as a whole and how they market mm-hmm. themselves to get new fans, new sports fans into this. And our and our other fellow co-host, uh, Colin Bluen, had to miss another episode tonight because he got his wisdom teeth taken out. And so it's really hard to do a podcast and talk into a microphone when you're recovering from yeah. wisdom tooth removal. So uh, we mm-hmm. hope to get him back next week for our next episode, but he is not with us tonight. But Colin has said in the past that – the NHL is really starting to make headway with the younger demographics. And so events like this yeah. is what's going to bring in the younger demographics when you do fun stuff like this. And so I do think the NHL is doing a good job with that, but I'm still upset about the leaks. You're not going to get me over that. Yeah. They just need to market the exciting parts of the sport a lot more than they do. And just, um, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing sport, and I just don't see how anybody could not like watching it with the, all the excitement and the hitting and just mm-hmm. the. It's just, I don't know. It's it's yeah. To me, it's the most exciting sport out there, and the hardest, if you ask. Oh, so opinion. here's our first really big pick of the night, right here. Seattle Kraken have one of their first goaltenders here, and that's Dreger, Chris Dreger from oh, the wow. Florida Panthers. He's wearing the jersey there right you there. You're seeing fans cheer. And let's go back to the Vegas Golden Knights. We remember the Vegas Golden Knights, right, and how they got Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm not putting yep. Dreger on the same level as Marc-Andre Fleury, so don't come at me. But this is a <laughs> really good pick for them. This is a it really is. good pick He's for He's a good too. He, hey, he yeah. was really hard on us. He was really hard on the Preds, if memory serves me right. Absolutely. Of course, yeah, the Preds. Um, of course, the Preds are really good at making a lot of goaltenders look good. Nine point nine two save percentage, two point oh nine goals against in thirty eight career NHL games. So this is a young goaltender. Yeah. This could end up being the face of their franchise. They could have their could, young, yeah, They could have their young franchise goaltender, much like how we view UC Soros for the Predators. Yeah. He's uh he's getting ready to get a considerable raise. He made like seven hundred and fifty thousand last year. I think he's gonna definitely get a uh, substantial uh paycheck yeah, from now on. Definitely, so. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So that's that's the first significant pick here as we go in alphabetical order, I I presume here. Uh so they get a goaltender, Chris Dreger from the Florida Panthers, a team that was horrible to play against for the Preds. We did have a little bit of success against them. But Dreger is a really good pick for them. We've got the uh, – all right, Canadians are up next. And oh, they have taken – yeah, they have taken Cal Fleury, another defenseman from the Montreal Canadiens, Cal Fleury. Let's talk about the Canadians yeah. while we have a second. They went on that Cinderella run, and uh, they made that run. So Fleury here is only 22 years old, only one season. Are you getting the vibes here that the Kraken are going to be a very young team? <laughs> Because I'm starting to get those vibes. I think they a very, are. And a very young and unproven team. Of, 
Yeah, there was a lot of talk that they were going to get Carey Price from Montreal. Yes. And I guess they decided against that. that so That was on the fence that there. Been, that would have been a bombshell move there if – Yeah. If Carey Price – because his – what is he, $11 million a year contract he was carrying with him 11, somewhere around there? $11 million a year, yep. Yeah, yep, that would have been insane. That would have been uh, – you know, you saw Pierre Lebrun of the uh, Athletic – talking a lot about this. He was the one I was following pretty religiously there mm-hmm. on the Carey Price news. And uh, it, it eventually fell through, but yeah. from what you what you saw, the Kraken were very interested and they were thinking about it. Yeah, and I, I read somewhere that he needs a surgery and he might miss some time at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So maybe that just steered him away, $11 million, and then <laughs> – Needing to, might not even be able to play in the home they, opener. They probably, I, I, yeah. I, I'm leaning towards that the Kraken made the right decision by avoiding, yeah, so. by avoiding that. That I would have been so a very too. bold move there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they're looking pretty young right now. Uh, as the picks unfold, we'll we'll talk about some of them. Let's talk about something else when it comes to the Preds here. Let's talk about the protection list again, and let's talk about the one player that really stands out that the Preds protected, and that was Tanner Janot. Yeah, that was the crazy, the crazy player. You know, the rest of the protection list really isn't that surprising. I guess you can throw Dante Fabro in there as a player that we weren't sure about. But other than that, the protection list was pretty uh, set in stone. But Tanner Janot really threw a monkey wrench into everything. Yeah. Him getting protected. And so you're talking about protecting a player who has very minimal NHL experience. Uh, a player who is hasn't proven yet that he's going to ever be a top six type of player. Absolutely. You don't know that yet, but the but what the guy brought to the Preds, you cannot overlook. He was a key depth player. He oh, yeah. plays that style that John Hines loves: tenacity, grit, intensity, uh, checking, forechecking, uh, hard hits, all that stuff that hockey fans love. Tanner Janot brings to you. He can score goals as well. He's young. He has upside. I get it. But that is a bold move to protect Tanner Janot over some veterans like Colton Sissons yeah, and exactly. Cal Yarbrough. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, oh, here, we got another big pick real quick. Yanni Gordy from the Yanni Tampa Bay Lightning. And hey, when, I, might be able, I might be able to like him now. There you go. And so <laughs> – Let's go to that. When I was doing my cat-friendly uh, mock expansion draft and I got to the Tampa Bay Lightning, I had a hard time figuring out who the hell to protect and who not to protect. Yeah. Because that team is so loaded. I, I didn't am, know who to leave unprotected. So that's a actually, really – that is a really good pick for the crack in there. I'm actually a little shocked that they left him unprotected. Over he, who? He, I don't know. Anybody. He's a really good player. Like, yeah, he, that's, he's that's really good. He's – he's, Looking at right all, in with the rest of them. Looking at all the picks that have been revealed so far, and I get it, there's been leaks, but we're we're going off of what's going on right now. Uh, that's probably their best pick so far. It is definitely so far. Dreger's up there as well. I think he's going to be a good goaltender yeah. for them. But, yeah, Gorday yeah. is – Yanni Gorday is a good pick for them. I don't think they'll be trading him away. No. At all. And we do have to wait and see if there's going to be some trades here. I, that's That's kind of a good point to bring up there. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Tanner Juno because we were talking about that as we uh, reacted to that pick. Tanner Juno, for me, it would have been hard to – if you put me as an armchair GM and you put me in David Poyle's position, tough position, mm-hmm. I would have left oh, yeah. him exposed. And my argument was 
My argument was this. I don't think he would have been taken by Seattle anyway. Yeah, probably not. And if he, um, and if he was taken, then I would have lived with it. But here's the deal. I would have left him exposed, and I would have chosen that extra protection spot on whoever I saw more valuable in Sissons or Yarncroke. Yeah, definitely. That's that's I who had, I would. I would have had a little bit too. more. I would have at least had a little bit more power in who I cared about more between Yarncroke and Sissons. And so that's yeah, kind of where I'm know, at. That, that's well, kind of where I'm at on that. Poyle likes the uh, likes the young guys, so that's maybe that's what he went with, and that's, that's what gross. everyone wants him to do. But yet, he, that's what everyone wants him to do, and yet people are still bashing him like crazy. So I don't know. I don't think there's anything the guy can do to ever be popular among Preds fans short of winning a Stanley cup for the team. No. And so uh, uh, there's another pick. Yeah. We got uh what, this, Jared. What, what? Yeah. Jared McCann from, uh, let's see what, Toronto. what team is that? Yeah. From Toronto. Yep. Toronto. Yep. yep. Toronto Everybody thought that they were going to take uh, Alex Kerfoot because they leaked that video where they, yeah. those guys announced Kerfoot, but it actually wound up being McCann. So there you there go. You go. So see, there's still some suspense in this. There is definitely some There's suspense bit, in this. Yeah. And I, my thought is, if you're a diehard f- hockey fan, you're probably still watching this right now. Oh, yeah, so This is on oh, ESPN. To, uh, this is being televised on ESPN2 right now, so everyone should turn on their TVs yeah. and react to this with us right now. Yeah. One thing about – back to Tanner Janot. Um, if you remember on that fourth line, um, Matthew Olivier was actually – on there and then he got hurt and they put Janot in his place. And yes. then once Olivier was good to go, they left Janot in there. Like Janot kind of took his spot, I think. So maybe, you know, maybe they see something in him. That that's that's a really, that's actually a really good point to bring up there, Rich. That, that is very yeah. true. Uh, they showed yeah. this confidence in Janot uh, during the season and he earned it. Like he backed it up. Like he didn't. Oh yeah. Yeah. He didn't fade. Definitely. He didn't falter. He didn't, uh, you know, he did. He he definitely proved something to the organization to the yes. to the point that he actually earned a protection spot. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So they're throwing fish here on the telecast, which is awesome. Yeah, they're just throwing fish I'm, around. Always going to throw it out in the audience. Share your share right. your tweet that you put out right before the podcast. That I thought was hilarious regarding a very oh, good yeah. grunge rock band. <laughs> Yeah, I said that uh, the NHL and ESPN would be doing the city of Seattle a disservice if they didn't have Allison Chains playing them bones at this, yes. at this uh, live press conference here. When I, I saw that, they, when they, I saw that, they, when I saw that, I got immediately amped. I am so again. I grew up in the '90s. I grew up loving grunge oh, yeah. music. Allison Chains oh, yeah. is right there on That's, the top tier of grunge bands, and them bones is a good song and. Yep. We think of Seattle, we think of grunge music, we think of that. And so uh, that would be awesome if we saw that right now. Yeah. I, I love and so we got, tra- we got a trade. We got a, we got a, what are they doing here? All right. I don't know. I they're, don't know. they're talking about something about trades here. All right. So uh, sure. we're waiting for some big trades here. Oh, that's a, that's an upper deck advertisement. Okay. No, commercial. Anyway, um, as you can see, we are reacting to this live. Um, so. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about this. I put out a pretty. I put out something here about, and I'm gonna. I want to really get your. I really want to get your thoughts on this, and I want to get a lot of people's thoughts on this. I'll share some of the responses I've gotten on Twitter. Um, 
Are the Preds as far as they've ever been to it from a, winning a Stanley Cup realistically since the 2012-13 season, the lockout season when they went six when they went what 16-23 and 9 I believe it was. Uh, they were pretty bad that year. I remember that year. They were really I know you weren't watching the Preds then. Uh, but that's really how far they've fallen down. And so I want to get well, your thoughts. Do you think they're that bad, or do you think they're still kind of in that middle range, that that fringe area where they could go either way? I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're probably in the middle range, like right on the fringe. Love your. I mean, optimism. we've seen what we, we've <laughs> yeah, no. we've seen what some of the guys can do. We've seen what Tolvanen is capable of. He kind of dropped off at the end of the year. We want to get these younger guys in here. Um, we don't really have to worry about the defensive core too much. I think they're they're probably set. You know, losing Ryan Ellis is big, but you know he he's been having some injuries and stuff. But this is the most changes that I've seen on the team since I've been following them. I mean, we lost you know um, Nick Benino and we lost Craig Smith and those guys. But like, Paul's kind of cleaning house and he's you know he's doing what he needed to do probably last season or maybe even the season before. So. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. There's going to be growing pains next year and we know that. Um, and if they make the playoffs, that would be amazing. But I, I think it's going to be a, a, a tough road for them next year. Yeah. I mean, we, we, definitely. we definitely have to temper expectations going into this upcoming yeah. season here. And we're seeing that. And sometimes you have to, you know, the old cliche goes, you got to take a few steps back to move forward. And that, that, especially rings true with this current Nashville Predators team is they are probably shedding some instant talent, some immediate talent in definitely in Ryan Ellis, but even in Victor Arvidsson. And yeah. they're trading that for players who hopefully have a great upside are going to continue to develop. I'm referring to Cody Glass. I'm referring to Philip Myers I'm even referring to last offseason's pickups of Luke Cunning. Oh, man. I can't wait to see that. When you traded Nick Menino for Luke Cunning, you were trading veteran for young player in that trade. And look what Luke Cunning did for you. So that's kind of the the philosophy that the Preds are taking on right now is they're they're going young. And so we saw that in the protection list for sure. And we also need to look as well, you know, they're not done. You know, there's going to be the, the free agency period is going to start, I think, on the 28th. Yep. So you don't know what Paul's going to do. He's got like $30 million of cap space right now. Um, so, wow. You know, yeah. And I've been saying maybe, this. I've been, I've, been, I've been saying for like a month now, can we just get this expansion draft over with this? As exciting oh, as this right. is to be watching this, and I think it's great for the league, I'm kind of ready for it to be over with because I'm, I hate living in the unknown. And when yeah. it comes to the Preds, they are kind of in that gray area unknown for me. I really don't know what to say about them. I don't know what what peg to put on them. I don't know how to predict what they're going to do next season. I, I have no clue. Your guess is as good yeah. as mine. You know, you could put a yeah. blindfold on and pick a random spot on the wall of how where the Preds are going to finish, and you might yeah, be right. Uh, Morgan Geeky goes to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That's the next pick for the oh, wow. uh, Kraken. Uh, we got plenty of exposure to the Carolina Hurricanes last season. And if I and remember correctly, he played well. 
We're even the, seeing some highlights against the Preds. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> that, that highlight reel, yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of highlight reels in this telecast so far where the Preds are the victims. So oh, wow. I don't appreciate that ESPN, but um, they just they just showed him scoring on Pecorine. They just showed yeah, him scoring like, on Caro. That's a good pick, though. That's another good pick <laughs> for Seattle. Pick. He was a good. Yeah, he was he, a good solid. Another younger player that they're getting. They're getting a lot of young talent yeah. on this team. Yeah. So it, it almost makes you feel like the Kraken are playing the long game here. Like they're going to build this up from the bottom and and maybe not be a Stanley Cup team like they were, uh, like like the Vegas Golden Knights were, but they're going to be another good competitive team. Yeah, they might. And, and and once again, they might be trading some people. You never know. Exactly. We have to wait and see what, how this is all going to unfold. We'll see some more news as this goes yep. on. Uh, these players aren't set in stone. They can make moves here, you know? So they just picked somebody from Columbus Blue Jackets, Gavin uh, Byrouther. Yeah, um, well, Columbus was – so Columbus was one of those teams that was a complete disaster. Maybe yeah. – Columbus was maybe the biggest disappointment in the league. Oh, man. When it comes to what they were expected to do and mm-hmm. what they ended up being. I think like we, had them, were, we had them pegged around midway in the – in the yeah. conference, and, we had them around fourth just, or fifth. Yeah, and man, they just they tanked. We had them as a team. We had them as a team that could flip flop with Nashville to get that final spot in their in their division. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so we're going back to the normal divisions. So Columbus goes back to the East. Tampa goes back to the East. Uh, Detroit goes back to the East. Uh, and we're getting Arizona. We're getting to Arizona. I'm all right with that. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad it's going back to the normal divisions. Just get some normalcy back. Have you looked at? But if you looked at this central division, it's going to be murderer's row, dude. Yeah, I know. But we're getting Colorado. Welcome Colorado back to the central. Can't wait to have you back. I mean, New New Jersey Devils gave up Nathan Bastian forward. All right, another twenty, a twenty-three-year-old, two NHL seasons. So they they, they are they loading. They are loading up on some young players here. Yeah, I mean, they we're going in know. order here. Yeah, they, I mean, they are. They've got a ton of youth on this roster. They decided not to take PK Subban. I see. Yeah, they Which, left him exposed. Now that, that would have been. Now that would have been some craziness. If oh, Seattle. Yeah. If, could you imagine if PK Subban and his brand, how oh, he no. brands himself, Absolutely. if he went to the. Like, expansion team like the Seattle Kraken, that dude would be on billboards right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. If he was taken by Seattle. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so far out of all the picks, the only two, I would say big ones is Chris Drieger and Yanni Gord, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Geeky's so kind of a big one Geeky, from yeah, uh, more, yeah, Carolina, yeah. but for the most part, they've been very, um, I don't want to say bad picks. I'm just saying they're, no, they're no. not, they're not picks that really stand out. Yeah. So, you know, take that Mike, for what it is. Mike Twitter said, can they pass on taking a Pred? <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be I nice. Mean, that would be nice. I Again, these color schemes for the Seattle Kraken are fire. I uh, love them. I know I do too. A lot. It sticks out. It's different. It's weird. It's – the jerseys are pretty cool. I got to admit. So I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. These people are – oh, that's the – the guy's got the away jersey on. 
Yeah, I think the away jersey is fire. I like that too. Oh, okay. Pretty big one here. Jordan Everly. Oh wow, that's a big one. He's a good player. He's a he's a veteran. He's been around a little bit. So we we just got done talking about how Seattle's kind of uh, picked a lot of younger players. Yep. Everly has got some experience. The Islanders, yeah. He's a guy who can crash the net. He's a guy who can play some D. That's he's going to be a he's going to be a very big part of that team, that inaugural team. You better watch out for Everly on this on this first season for Seattle Kraken. He's going to be a big part of this new team. So uh, that's a good one. That's a tough loss for the Islanders too. It is to lose a player like him. I kind of look at him as a, I kind of look at him as a glue player, honestly. Are you looking so, at our? Uh, are you looking at the comments? I'm kind of looking at him here and there. What do we okay. have going on right now in the comments? Yeah, you need to you need to go in there. Somebody said hi to you. Who said hi to me? Well, I, I can be popular sometimes. I, I'm. I th- Some people like me. What what what's your mom's name? Oh, is is my mom on the podcast? Now this is too perfect. I th- I th- what's her name? Is it Eileen? I, th- I think that might be your mom on here. She never gets on Twitter, and she's watching my broadcast. Well, that makes on, me feel loved. Yeah, it's on our feed right here with Mike Twitter and those guys. So, right. yes, hi. And she knows nothing about hockey, so that's even more funny. Yeah, but you got to give her some props because she's done all of our logos and all that stuff. Yes. So, yeah, we're she, very appreciated, appreciative of that. She definitely. is the. She is she is the creator of the Catfish and Ice logo, so she deserves all the credit in the world. Definitely. So, um, thank you very much. She still probably knows more about hockey than a lot of Preds Facebook, and she doesn't even watch hockey. So, oh man, I'll go ahead you and gotta throw that stay out away there. from Preds Facebook. <laughs> it's brutal. Love you, mom. Thank you for supporting your son's podcast. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you. All right, so uh, we got another pick coming up here. Oh, former Pred. That your mom hurts. says I love the Preds. She is a good Preds fan. She is. So we got a yeah. tough pick here. We got a, we got a former Pred alum, Colin Blackwell. Oh wow, that's good. And that, that's that cool. was in a that was in a lot of mock draft predictions. A lot of people saw this coming down the road. They saw that Colin Blackwell was going to be taken. Uh, Twenty eight years old, three seasons. Uh, he was a very important glue player for the Nashville Predators. A lot of people were ticked off, including myself. When yes. the Preds lost him, I think that we could have paid him the money he was owed and kept him. Mm. To this day, right now, where I'm sitting, I am not happy that Colin Blackwell was let go by the Preds. Yeah, he had a and good so, season in New York, too, from what so I remember. He go, he, so he goes to the Seattle Kraken. I can imagine that New York Rangers fans are not happy about losing him. Uh, good pickup yeah. for the Seattle Kraken. I can see him being a very key depth player for them definitely blackwell is and that's what we say so let's go i kind of compare blackwell to uh a colton sissons Mm -hmm. uh sissons you you can't ever overlook how important your depth players are in hockey Mm -hmm. it takes four lines it does if you have one really good top line and your bottom six is garbage you're not going to win a stanley cup i'm sorry no and so you know, that's where we were getting into Colton Sissons or Cal Yarncroft. That's what we were talking about here. And um, I know the writing's on the wall. A lot of people already know. But to save the suspense here, 
Let me talk about Colton Sissons. I did not want to lose Colton Sissons. I did not. I hadn't predicted. I thought that he was going to be the one that the Preds were going to lose. But here's why I did not want to lose Colton Sissons. He is a glue player. He is a great forechecker. He is a smart veteran who has earned his way and earned his role in this league. And he does it well. He can contribute in the faceoff circle. He can kill penalties very effectively. He is an important player. And losing a player like him for this young Predators team that's going into next season, that would have been a really hard pill to swallow for me. And he was he was one of the uh, fourth line guys that, that played so well and so tough. Uh, that that, yeah, that would have been, that that been not line, good to break up. Outside, outside of UC Soros and outside of Pecorine when he, when he went on his run before UC Soros came back, outside of them mm-hmm. – the whole reason the Preds made the playoffs was due to that fourth line and how hard they played. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, and that and was I, that was good to see. We we talked about it a lot, like you know, in years past. The you know we saw the Predators they got pushed around a lot by bigger teams, and the fourth line guys really stepped up and they they showed that you know the Predators aren't going to take any crap off anybody anymore. So we really like to see that. Max Greenberg shares uh, here. Colin Blackwell's name still makes me sick. Sick that we didn't keep him. <laughs> I'm right there with yeah. you, Max. I'm right there with you. I agree. Um, that's one that I think that the Preds and David Poyle screwed up on. They could have paid this guy to keep him, and he could have been a very vital piece for the Preds last year. And yeah, so uh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these glue players, these players who do all the dirty things on the ice. Uh, you need players like that, and Colin Blackwell can be that player for Seattle. And so um, let me answer my own question here because I, I already asked Rich how he feels about how far we are from the Stanley Cup. I'm actually going to go the other direction. I actually think this is the farthest we've been from realistically winning a Stanley Cup since that season. Wow. And I, and let me go back to that 2012-13 season. It was a lockout shortened season. Uh, it was kind of a, it was it was even weirder than this past season where it was 56 game. That season just felt like uh, um, it just felt like a waste. It felt weird. It didn't make sense. It wasn't because of, of a pandemic. It was completely different circumstances. It was because of a labor dispute. But either mm-hmm. way, it was an odd season. But the Preds were not good. They were not. And even going into the following season was Barry Trotz's last season coaching the Preds. Oh, right. They did get they did get 88 points. It was a full season, but they still fell short of the playoffs. So they missed the playoffs for two straight seasons. I do think that we've gone back to that neighborhood. I really mm-hmm. do. And so it doesn't mean necessarily that I think that these moves are wrong. I just think that this is what you have. You have to take your hard pill and swallow it and deal with it and start building it back up again. Got to start yeah. building it back up. It's going to take some time, but you got to build it back up, and it's going to take some time. It's not. It's not like as easy as just saying, "Oh, we weren't good. Let's let's trade all these players. Let's bring in all these players. We'll be good again." It takes yeah. time. So, yeah. um, I don't know. But we do have to wait until free agency really yeah. takes effect too, like you said, which yeah. is going to be on July twenty eighth is when that 28th. opens up, and David Poyle has some money to spend. He does. That wallet is full. It's very full. So uh, look, look at all those happy Seattle fans. That's that's kind of oh, cool, yeah. exciting for them. Definitely I'm, exciting. 
that hey, that first game against Vegas is going to be fun to watch. I can, be, already, I can already tell you who I'm going to be cheering for. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. I think it's the team that we're watching right now that's been making picks. I, I think so. Know, it's going to be that, – that won't be a hard decision to make at all. I've always but, wanted to go to Seattle. That's one, of, that's one major city that's kind of on my bucket list that yeah. I have not been to yet that I think would be really cool to, uh, to see. And so um, how fun would that be to see the Preds play the uh, Seattle Kraken? There. In yeah. Seattle. Oh, man. That'd, That'd be a lot cool. of fun. In that iconic building. Oh, yeah. They're on the Space Needle right now. Colin Blackwell was the last pick. And now we've got the Philadelphia Flyers up. Uh Flyers were another disappointment last season. So we've got another player taken that has got very little experience, 23 years old. Carson, you go ahead and pronounce that name, Rich, because I'm going to box that one. It hadn't come up yet. Oh, Carson. Wow. There it is. I'm going to go with Warinsky. Warinsky? Torinsky? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. That sounds right. Another forward, 23 years old. Yes, they're they're choosing a lot of young players here. Like, I kind of respect it, honestly. Like, I think think they've got the long game in mind here. Yeah, I think so, too. I respect it. Yeah, I think it's good. They've chosen a lot of really young players here. (laughs) You know, that – our overall thoughts on the expansion draft since Vegas is, oh, the league's trying to make them instantly contenders. I'm not getting that vibe with this one. I'm really no. not. No, I don't think so. So That's we got. Uh, about- let's see. We've we've got a we've got a scout here for the uh, for the Kraken, and she is uh, making a pick, and that's awesome to see female scouts back in the mix here because you know it's all about inclusivity and it's all about uh, giving others. Um, a chance at these big roles and we all know females know sports as well and cami granado is announcing the next she's the first female pro scout in nhl history wow so wow congratulations to her that is that is great when you see stuff like that um that's what's going to make this sport grow as well is when you see stuff like this said she started scouting for the kraken in september of 2019 (laughs) wow that's kind of cool. She's playing a big part in this. Yeah, I looked at the timeline. You know, they announced this back in December of 2018. And then now we're finally seeing, you know, seeing them pick their team. It's kind of exciting. I, 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 I love seeing uh, the sport open up diver- diversely. And you're seeing not just, you know, men running. Because because I'm telling you, females know just as much, about as, as much as sports as men do. Sometimes <sighs> – Sometimes they know a lot more than we do, actually, and so There's it's awesome to see. The, it's yeah, so it's awesome to see something like this here, to see the there's, first NHL pro scout that's a female here. That's that's yeah. awesome. So there's your uh, your uh, pick from Pittsburgh there, Brandon oh, wow. Tanner. That's good. He's a good player. He's he's a tough tough player too. Yeah, the fans wow. look pretty excited about that as well. Yeah, they should be. That's awesome. So it's That's it's really cool. cool here that they're bringing the players on the stage here with the jerseys on. Yeah. Uh, that That's going to instantly build up a fan base. If you've got fans in that area mm-hmm. who um, maybe aren't hockey fans before this, you're building some hockey fans right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's another part about expansion. When you're expanding the league with a new team, the league obviously makes money off the expansion fee. The team that becomes a new team has to pay an expansion fee. Mm-hmm. 
And so you have that part of it, but you're also like, when you have an expansion team, you're growing the sport, hopefully, yeah. by building new fans who maybe didn't watch hockey in that part of the country. Right. And so uh, Brandon Tanev, that's a really good pick. So we kind of we found we finally got a veteran here, another veteran yeah. that they've picked here. I love that picture they show of him with his eyes wide open. He looks wild. He looks crazy. Somebody on the internet said he, he this is what it looks like when you see a ghost or something. His eyes are all like <laughs> that's crazy. Pretty, that's pretty that's cool. So there's, there. a, so there's a veteran for you. Yeah, they've picked a few, but not too many. Yeah. They've, they've been young for the most part here. And so um, let's talk about while we've got some downtime here and the picks keep rolling in, let's, let's talk about another topic here. Uh, let, let, let's get into the next part on the NHL timeline, which is the NHL draft. We've, we've talked about all these topics in previous episodes. So for anyone who's listening to the uh, Catfish on Ice for the first time right now, again, we are brought to you by DraftKings. So go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code THPN if you haven't used the app yet. And uh, you can right now get 100 to 1 odds uh, if you use our promo code on an American team winning an American uh, winning a medal in the Tokyo Summer Olympics, which are going on right now. And so now it's the perfect time to go th- get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code THPN. And, of course, go to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And so, yes, that's very important there. DraftKings is the leader in sports books in America. And so you can have a lot of fun if you're a sports fan getting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And watch the Summer Olympics. Bet on Team America to win a medal. And you'll easily win $100 in free site credits. So pretty 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 straightforward there. Yeah. So no, let's talk no. about this. Let's talk about the NHL draft. That's the next thing on the NHL timeline after we get past this expansion draft tonight. And we've agreed in past episodes that the Preds need to target a scoring winger, someone who has offensive upside, who can push the puck down the ice, already has a foundation of offensive skills, right? Absolutely. We all want Cole Sillinger. I don't think he's going to fall to the Preds. But he's no. the one that kind of sticks out. He's the one that Colin brought up in our uh, uh, NHL draft episode that you need to go back and listen to. Um, but that's kind of what's next up on the radar there, right? Yeah, wasn't he hovering like around 12, 14, yeah. something like that? We're, we're, at, we're at pick 19, which is technically pick 18, uh, because the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes, oddly enough, surrendered their pick or yes. forfeited their pick due to uh, – certain reasons. And so um, it basically moves everyone back a pick because that pick just kind of gets voided out. Yeah. And so the Preds technically have the 19th pick. And so that is the next thing on the NHL radar. There is what the Preds will do in the draft. Of course, when it comes to the NHL draft, uh, those are, it's not like uh, the NBA or even the NFL where you can get instant uh, results. Unless you're picking at the very top of the draft and you get a generational talent, it usually takes two or three years for you to be, for you to bear the fruits of your draft pick. But mm-hmm. we do think no the, we do think that the Preds have to start rebuilding their four depth in the prospect pool. 
I really like yes. where they're at defensively. I like I like the fact that they got Jeremy Davies down there. They've got uh, they've got Ferentz down there. Uh, you know they've got options defensively when it comes to their prospects. And even in their forwards, they've got some guys that are going to have actually had to elevate now after some of these trades. Uh, of yeah. course, a lot of people are bringing up Rem Pitlick. Yeah, yeah, he looked good in the couple games he played last year. Um, Rem Pitlick you know, is the I like player. I think outside outside of Phil Tomasino, Rem Pitlick is the number one prospect that I that is mm-hmm. all over my radar as a player that I am ready to see get regular NHL minutes. Yeah, I want to see him in an every game. Uh, if we're going rebuild here, I better be seeing me some Rem Pitlick. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, you know, put him in. If you're might high, see he, he does not need any more time in Milwaukee. No, he, I don't he think needs so. To be, he needs to be on the NHL roster next year. We'll deal with the growing pains. I get he's not going to – he's probably going to make mistakes, but I need to see him on the NHL level. I need to see what he's all about here on a, on a consistent yeah. basis. I'm not saying he plays every now and then. No. He needs yeah. to be a regular player. If he completely fails and he's horrible and he's costing the team games, then you maybe you pull him out. But he needs to at least get that opportunity. Yeah. I rank him up there with uh, Alex Carrier. You know, they've been in Milwaukee a really long time, and, you know, I think their time is right now. So it's definitely Carrier's time. Oh, yes. Uh, Alex yeah, Carrier I couldn't, I couldn't is. See, I couldn't see them without him. <laughs> you want to talk about a player taking the most out of their opportunity last season? It was mm-hmm. Alex Carrier. Yeah. There's a lot of players. I mean, you can bring Tanner Janot in that conversation as well. Uh, and when it comes to young players who took the most out of the opportunity they were given last season with the Preds, uh, we put Alex Carrier in there and we put Tanner Janot in there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we got we're we're waiting for another pick here for the Kraken. We're about halfway through the selection process here, so yeah. we hope you're not getting sick of us too much yet because we still have a few pick. We still have a few picks to get through here. But uh, we love bringing that. We love bringing this podcast to you. We love talking Preds hockey, even though it's the off season. We are uh, just we, we we can't get enough of it. And that's why we do this podcast. That's why we love all of you uh, participating in our chats. Absolutely. And uh, we just we can't get enough of it. We love it. it it's 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 the highlights of our days. And uh, we're kind of preparing for August, which is going to be kind of a little bit of a slow month. And then we'll get back into training camp. We'll get into. Uh, preseason rosters we'll get into all that stuff we got the milwaukee admirals coming back oh, yeah. the, Mil- the city of milwaukee just won a championship the sure milwaukee did. bucks won the nba finals i'm so sorry to our co-host and good friend colin bluen oh man that his phoenix Suns lost in the finals but you know what it was pretty cool to see milwaukee win a title and uh so we got the milwaukee admirals who are finally getting back to the ice and so we are excited to see the Admirals back on the ice because the last time we saw the Admirals, they were the number one team in the AHL. And so we're happy that we don't have to share our roster with the Chicago Wolves anymore. Exactly. All right, we got a big one here. Arizona. Tyler Pitlick, another younger, another young player, but another wow. very talented player with high upside. Tyler Pitlick gets That's taken so cool. from the Arizona Coyotes. That's so cool that they're taking these younger guys. I don't, I don't, I, if I'm a Coyotes fan, I'm, I'm, well, he's got seven NHL seasons. Got, yeah, so I thought he was younger. I, I thought he was a little bit younger. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll call myself wrong on that one. He's still, I mean, he's still in the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
he's not a he's not an aging veteran by any means, but I thought he was a little bit younger. So I'll stand corrected on that one. But still, yeah. that's a really good pick. I like that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And probably one that the Coyotes fans probably don't like, to be quite honest. Probably not. Uh, so Gary, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp coming up. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to be in that harbor behind the stage right now. I know. That looks like a lot of fun. Put me on the water, and I am always happy. So you're seeing uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, two of my favorite NBA players when I was a kid, and I'm not even making that up. I had a Sean Kemp Seattle Supersonics jersey when I was a kid. And uh, oh, Sean Kent, Sean Kent's put on a little weight there. He's a little bit heavy set there, but uh, they needed to give him a bigger shirt. But he used Sean to dunk on people. Sean Kemp oh, used man. to, Sean Kemp used to posterize people left and right, and yep. he was one of my favorite NBA players when I was growing up in the '90s. And so this is really cool to see, though, to see the sport embracing other sports, bringing in Seattle legends. Mm-hmm. And Sean Kemp is definitely a Seattle sports legend. So uh, pretty cool here. Let's see what pick they're announcing here. Gary Payton, um, one of Gary the best Payton, talkers. <laughs> yeah, Gary Payton, Gary Payton had the nickname The Glove because he was such mm-hmm. a good def- defender. And uh, I played basketball as a kid, and I kind of wanted to be like Gary Payton because I wasn't the most athletic kid on the floor ever. But I can tell you, I would love. I loved locking down the other t- other player that I was guarding, and so I really liked watching Gary Payton play when I was a young kid playing basketball. Yeah. And so um, it's pretty cool to see these two guys on the stage together representing uh, Seattle sports. And so the suspense is killing me. What no, pick man. are you? What pick are you revealing? There's a Seattle SuperSonics jersey. There you go. That's old school. But yeah, uh, the Sonics were fun to watch, man. They, they were. were. I always put on a good show. Yeah. I don't know if anyone ever watched uh, – I'm sure a lot of people did, but the, la- the Last Dance with Michael Jordan, oh, the yeah. documentary, the Netflix thing or whatever, Gary Payton was on there saying that he could have stopped Michael Jordan, and he had yeah. Michael Jordan's number. And then that's when they showed Michael Jordan in the infamous uh, a GIF where Michael Jordan's laughing at it or whatever that oh, everyone yeah. shares now, that Gary Payton came out and said he could stop Michael Jordan, and he had his number. Chicago all right, here we go. Blackhawks. Joe Quinn. Joe. Quin, all right, John Quinville. John Quinville, a forward. Yep. Four Twenty-five years team. old. Four seasons. Another young player. That's cool. From the Chicago Blackhawks. The all right. The Blackhawks are another team that we know all too well as Predators oh, fans. Yeah. They are a team that the Predators pretty much single-handedly. Kept from making the playoffs oh, this year. There's you a big, there's you a big name from Colorado. Oh yeah, who do we got? Who do we got, Rich? Jonas Donskoy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good pickup right there. What is up with all these highlights where the Preds are victims? All I see is the is the, is the Preds as the team on the receiving end of getting goals scored on them. That's not cool at all. Yeah, not cool at all. But, yeah, this is – all right, so we got another 29. Pretty much every player I've seen is under the age of 30. Yeah. The crowd taking so far. Yeah, that's, that's smart. So take, that's, yeah, it's very smart because you're building for the future here. You're not going to build a team full of aging veterans who aren't going to be on your team in two or three years. That's not smart team building. So when it comes to team building and when it, when it comes to uh, looking at the long-term future of your team, the Seattle Kraken, I mean, I like their strategy here, honestly. Mm-hmm. It might not – 
it might not be mean that they're going to be a Stanley Cup team like Vegas was in their first year, but uh, but they're playing it the smart way here. Like they're they're going to be competitive. They're certainly going to be competitive. Oh yeah, definitely. So, wow! Now they're showing some some guys hiking up Mount Rainier. So we're uh, we're waiting on the NHL schedule to be released Thursday or tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, tomorrow. Right. And so we'll go ahead and oh, throw this you. out here. There's your big name they just picked. Who? All right. Dallas, reveal. Dallas. All right. Reveal. Yeah. All right. Oh, Alexiak. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. Jamie Alexiak. That's a really, that's a pretty big pick there. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah of course, of course, my, uh, my best friend and roommate, Clayton Stewart, who's actually been on the podcast. I believe it was episode 41. Go back and look at our podcast archive. He came on the podcast. Yeah. I welcomed it, welcomed him into enemy territory and interviewed <laughs> him right before the Preds played the Stars in that big, oh, yeah. crucial game towards the end of the season. That's an interview you want to go back and listen to. But uh, he is not going to be happy about this. He was talking about it earlier. No. He did not want to lose a player like Jamie Alexiak. They talked, so, about, uh, they talked about Ben Bishop possibly being picked, but I guess they went with uh... – with Alexiak. Well, yeah. And so Alexiak is another player who can instantly be a core part of this team. Yeah. You're seeing them pick Definitely. a lot of young players, but they're they're filling in this roster with gritty veterans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like uh, it. Alexiak is definitely one of those players. And now so let me uh, before, like you go, before you go back to the next pick, I gotta ask you something, Rich. So when the schedules were revealed tomorrow. What is your ideal first opponent for the press to play at home? Oh, man. Give me one. Oh. Give me one and give me why. Gosh, that's that's tough. Um, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one. I would like to see them play – I would like to see them play the Bruins so I can come down and watch. Oh, you're going, you're my, going for personal reasons because you're the Bruins yeah, are your second team. Yeah. So my okay. daughter, my my daughter loves the Bruins, and she really likes David Pasternak. So she would, she definitely said that we have to go watch the Preds play the Bruins when they come down. So that'd be pretty cool. All right, fair enough. There. What about you? Uh, what about yeah, you? I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it right now. I want to pick a team that we didn't play last season. I'm ready for them to see see them play somebody we haven't played in a while. And so I also want to see play a team that we could beat. Let's let's go ahead and be honest on that one. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that would be nice, right? <laughs> that would be really nice. You know what? I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say the the LA Kings. Oh, oh, that'd be good. You could that see way Victor we can Arvidsson. go ahead. That way we can go ahead and do a tribute to Victor Arvidsson on Game One, home mm-hmm. opener. We pay our respects to Victor Arvidsson, and then we beat Victor Arvidsson like and the LA Kings. I like that. That would be good. Definitely would like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the NHL schedule is not as exciting as the NFL schedule because the NFL schedule is only, well, now it's 17 games, but it's a much smaller schedule. But I am interested to see what slate the Preds are on to open the season because if they're on Murderer's Row to open the season, I'm really nervous. No. Like, yeah. like if they Especially. throw in a bu- – if they throw in, like in our first 10 to 15 games, they throw in the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche and the all these ridiculously good teams, I'm really worried we're going to start off really, really bad. 
Yes, and we know we're hoping that UC Soros gets off to a good start. We know that the past two seasons he did not. So we really need him to uh, come out on fire like he was last year. Yeah, we can't afford – we cannot afford another slow start Mm -hmm. for UC Soros. That will bury us almost immediately. So we can't can't – Mike Twitter said he'd like to see him play the Rangers – Okay. He said he, he he did a trip to Nashville for for the Rangers game in 2019. If that was the one that was in like November, I was actually at that game. Oh wow! Um, yeah, we went to that. We went to that. So I went to three wow. games that year. So we we went to the Rangers and then the Coyotes and then the Vegas Golden Knights. And the only one they won out of all those was the Coyotes game. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an that's that's a different pick. You know, picking a. Going with the New York Rangers, that's not a team we we typically play or have a lot of uh, relationship with. But mm-hmm. uh, um, the the one game I really that sticks out to me playing the Rangers is those matinee games. I feel like we always play the Rangers when it's like those Saturday afternoon games that the Preds never show up for. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mike Twitter said it was a day game, and I'm 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 fairly certain it was a it was on a Saturday. It's it almost like game. it's almost like the Preds are night owls like I am, and they stay up late too much, and they're just not ready for those. Afternoon like games. Yeah, so uh, like when we get that schedule released tomorrow, let's just leave the Preds out of every matinee game. Yeah. Except yeah, for the Stadium Series game, which I'm not even sure if that game time has been announced. But no, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But let's go ahead and make that prime time under the Nashville skyline. I would yes, love that. Absolutely. I'm waiting for those absolutely. tickets to go on sale. All right. So they're showing the harbor there in Seattle, and I really wish I was on that water right now. I know it's really pretty. All right, so we're in here. uh, We hope you are in it with in the long haul for us because we are uh, reacting to this expansion draft live. Even though there were a lot of leaks and there were a lot of different ways, so now we can go to another topic. We're kind of recapping everything we've already talked about for full episodes, and so we talked. We just got to bring up how we think the Preds in the expansion draft or in the uh, NHL draft need to. Target a scoring offensive-minded forward. Let's talk about free agency a little bit here. Do what? Do we think it's realistic that the Preds are about to add a massive, big-time free agent like Landeskog? I was actually thinking about that today. Like, if you have like five offers on the table from other teams, and you look at who is around you for the Predators, do you do you? Do you pick them when you might have another option to win more with a different club? I mean, it's, you know, well, I mean, it's, it's tough. It would be tough to land a, a big name, you know, if, you, if you're if you kind of in a bit of a, a rebuild. So I don't know. It's, well, we have to – well, you also have to wonder, Does is that player going to want to come here? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Big, like, Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah I mean, how, how – you know, like how attractive is Nashville as a as a team right now to big time free agents? We were yeah. very attractive. If you go back, even before they went to the Stanley Cup, we were a pretty attractive team. Are yeah. we attractive now? Probably not. Let's be honest. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and you've got some of these free agents floating around here, and they're looking at the state of the franchise, and they're seeing their the general manager ship off big yeah. time core players. Mm-hmm. How are those free agents going to look at that? Are they going to yeah. look at it as, Ooh, I don't want to be a part of that. 
Like, no. I don't want to get in. I don't. I don't want to get in the middle of that to- toxic uh, situation. Or yeah. you might get a free agent who looks at it as, oh, I can go there and change that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it can go It'll both ways impact. there. It yeah, make an impact ways. right away. So it, it really depends on the player and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not going to get a free agent who's looking to jump on, who's looking to piggyback onto a team who's already close to winning a Stanley Cup. Yeah. You're not going to get those players. No. Because this team so. is way is way further away than just one big free agent. No, oh, yeah. One free agent <laughs> is not going to make this a Stanley Cup team. Yeah, I don't think so either. They're not in that position. So yeah. that's kind of where we're at with it. I think that they're going to have to build this team slowly and gradually back up. I don't think they can just make that one big splash in free agency this offseason and suddenly we change our opinion on them and suddenly there are – a Stanley Cup contender. That's not going to yeah. happen. But it's if not. you if you offer them a whole big old pile of money, maybe they'll take it. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and at that point, you're wondering, what's the player in it for? Are they in it for the money or are they in it to win? That's but true. I don't That's think David true. Poyle is in the market to be spending big long-term contracts right now. No, no. Obviously. He needs to not do that. no. That's so, the last thing they need. They've we're got- waiting on the Preds pick. The Preds pick is coming up here soon. If my uh, ABCs are proper and I know my alphabet, <laughs> the, Preds are, the Preds are coming up here very soon. And um, I'm sure a lot of people already know what that pick's going to be, but we're still going to uh, wait for it to be announced here, and then we will deep dive into it. Yeah, he's a uh, – Oh, he wants- here we are. Here we are. The Preds are on the screen. Preds are on the screen. Um, oh, they got a Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Rich looked at me on that screen. Like, so we got Marshawn Lynch on the screen here. What does there he have go. to do? So Marshawn Lynch gets to announce the Preds pick? Seriously? That's weird. That is a really weird connection. I like Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he's he's definitely a Seattle sports legend. I'll give him that. But that is um, – okay, so he gets to announce the Preds pick here. I really got you on that Matt Duchesne. You did, man, because I, I you, thought it was on a delay. You jolted your head straight ahead. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, um, false alarm there. It's not Matt Duchesne. At least we don't know yet, but it's probably not. No. Um, we're waiting on it here. Suspense is killing me. Who is it? Who do we have to be sad about losing here? Callie Yarncroft. Oh, there it is. Man. I, I got to admit, I knew who it was already, but yeah, like, we it, all knew. We all knew. Seeing it. <laughs> our, our acting is horrible here. We already knew it, unfortunately, with Man. the Leafs. But uh, Kyle Yarncroke is the player who's going to Seattle. <sighs> I got to think that he's going to instantly be on their power play unit. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I got to wait and see who else they pick. Oh, but man. I. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's one of their leading goal scorers. He, yeah, yeah, he definitely could do that. I gotta wait. Yeah, to they see got the a good of, right there. I gotta wait to see the rest of the roster here, but um, but yeah, I mean, so far yeah, based on what we've seen them pick so far, he could easily be their leading goal scorer or one of their leading goal scorers. Yep, veteran, eight years. He gives he gives Six them points. some he gives them yeah. some Six. offensive oh. offensive punch. Uh, yeah. Something that they haven't picked a lot of so far in this in this in this draft yet, going in this order. 
again, another player shy of 30, though. Yep. I don't That's think I've smart. seen one player picked over the age of 30 yet. I would say he's – I might have missed one. I might have missed a – I might have missed a player, but I don't think I've seen a player over the age of 30 yet. I don't think there has been one. Sierra Crock was probably their most consistent player ever. Yeah, I know that's tough on you, Rich, losing Cal I I really liked him a lot. I knew he wasn't going to be out on the stage because he's like in – is he from Finland? Yeah. Oh, Ironhook. Ironhook, one of the best nicknames ever for the Preds is uh, Ironhook. So we're going to watch a few more picks here. And then we're going to round out the episode here. Again, this is our uh, special edition, live edition of the of Catfish on Ice, episode 58, reacting live to the expansion draft. We weren't going to miss this for anything because expansion drafts don't happen very often. No. And so uh, we don't know when Thank another goodness. one will be. And so oh, – Vince so, yes. Dunn from the St. Louis Blues. Vince Dunn, that's another big one. Another one oh, that I saw yeah. leaked. I actually saw this one leaked. Yeah. Because everyone was rumoring uh, Tarasenko. Yeah, but that was a big contract. And so you kind of saw it dropped pretty quickly that they were going to go Vince Dunn over Tarasenko. Stanley Cup. There you go. And Vince – so the St. Louis Blues is another team that's going to be joining the Central Division again. So we have to to play the St. Louis Blues again. That's – They're kind of my most hated team right there with the Chicago Blackhawks. I really <laughs> cannot stand the St. Louis Blues at all. Uh, yeah, definitely. And so they lose They're a pretty my- good <clears throat> up-and-coming young player in Vince Dunn. So uh, that kind of hurts them. Mason, Apple- Mason Appleton from the Winnipeg Jets. Don't know a lot about him, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Three, three, three seasons. Winnipeg Jets, that's another team that's going to be coming back to the Central Division. Yeah. St. Louis so, Blues is my number two. Most not like team, so yeah. Your number one is Tampa Bay. We know that Tampa Bay and then St. Louis. No, number yeah. one for me is the Chicago Blackhawks. Number two is the Blues. Number three is the Pittsburgh Penguins. After that, I, I kind of shuffle them around, but my top yeah. three is pretty firm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Max Greenberg. Yes, Max. It was the Coyotes game two days before Christmas. That's funny. Max was at that game too. That's hilarious. Didn't even know each other yet. No. Crazy. Order was, of the 2021 drafts, uh, they got on the uh, screen here. And, of course, the Seattle Kraken, the team that we're talking about, the team, the reason why we're doing this broadcast right now, gets the second pick. So not only do they get to pick all yeah. these players from teams, but they also get the second overall pick, and they're going to get a good player. Mm-hmm. And then they It's can, either going to be Owen Power or it's going to be the other Michigan boy, uh, Berniers. So, yep. Just, and they're going to get free agency. They're going to get the They're going to be super young. They are going to be super young from what I'm looking mm-hmm. at right now. Very talented, but super young. Yeah, that's funny. So let's talk about this as we round out this episode and we talk about a few more picks as they come out. I went back and looked at the 2017 mm. expansion draft with mm. the Vegas Golden Knights, and I looked back at that protection list that the Preds put out there. And let me tell you, it was kind of a little bit gut-wrenching to see who was on that protection list and how much has changed since oh, yeah. then. There's two players on that protection list that are still vital parts of this team, and that is Roman Yossi and mm-hmm. Phil Forsberg. 
And that's it. Other than that, <laughs> they protected Callie Yarncroke over James mm-hmm. Neal, which at the time was scrutinized. A lot of people thought that Yarncroke should have been exposed and they could have they should have kept James Neal. Some people even said maybe they didn't they weren't sure, but they definitely didn't want to lose James yeah. Neal. And they lost James Neal and there's a lot of fans who feel like James Neal would have been the difference maker in that next season in the playoffs. Because the following season, the Preds won the President's Trophy. They went yep. to the second round and they lost in game seven to the Winnipeg Jets. And they just didn't have it in them. They they were gassed. They lost mm-hmm. energy. And a lot of people feel like James Neal could have been the difference maker because he was a yep. clutch player. He would score those clutch goals. And so going back to 2017, it makes you wonder who knows how we're going to feel two or three years from now looking back at this draft. And that was the last time they made it into the second round. Yep. <laughs> well, that was the last time that this team had Stanley Cup hopes because going into the following season, they lost to the Dallas Stars in the first round. Yep. And I remember I remember my feeling going into those playoffs. I didn't feel good about it. Yeah. I had a very uneasy feeling about it. I and I was kind of of the belief that even if they did beat the Stars, they were probably not going to go past that. Yeah. So, yeah, they've that's gone, actually when I started watching. They've gone downhill since then. So, yeah. There's they can easily go back up though. It can change quickly. And so yeah. The Preds have picked. They lose Callie Yarncroke. They keep Colton Sissons. They, it was kind of either it was it was either Sissons or Yarncroke. That's kind of where it was at, right? And yeah, yeah. my prediction was we were going to lose Colton Sissons, but it ends up being Yarncroke. The Preds keep Colton Sissons. I already kind of talked about how important Sissons can be for this team, this young team going into next yep. season. But it's still incredibly hard to lose a player like Callie Yarncroke. Before we round out yep. the episode, now that the Preds have lost their player, Rich, give me your overall thoughts right now about the Seattle Kraken and about losing Yarncroke before we sign off here. Um, I'm definitely going to watch them. I want to. I definitely want to keep up with Cali Yarncroke, and they they look like they got a pretty good team so far. You know, a lot of young guys, like you said, but you know, some of those guys might not make the final roster. They might get traded or whatever, and we still have the free agency. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it just sucks yes. to lose Yarncroc. I, I really like him a lot, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, they're going in a different direction, and that's, you know, that's what they – they're uh, David Paul's doing what he needed to do last year now. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Growing pain. So, in a very, very short amount of time, the Preds have lost Victor Arvidsson, Ryan Ellis, Pecorine, and now Cal Yarncroc. So yeah, – It's crazy. And, it, and it's not done. It, I mean, you know. It's a very emotional time right now for Preds fans. We don't yeah. really know how to feel. It's it's kind of like going into a new era. Change is difficult. That's what we're going through here. So I'm sure the excitement will lift right back up. But as of now, we are definitely going through a yeah. lot of changes. And yeah. so it's good. we thank it's you good, for though. listening. It needed to happen. Yes. And so we thank you uh, for uh, reacting to the expansion draft live as we watched it. And uh, there's still a few more picks to go. We will give our reaction on our social media accounts as the picks come out. But until next time, 
We will see you next week for a brand new episode of Catfish on Ice. And I believe next episode, we will be able to talk about the draft and who the Preds selected in the 2021 NHL entry draft. So there's no shortage of things to talk about right now. That's what we'll be getting into next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for watching. Thank you for following along with us. This is Chad Benton with Rich Howe. Our other co-host, Colin Blue, will be back next week. Can't wait to have him back. Until then, this has been Catfish and Ice presented by DraftKings. We will see you next week. Everyone stay safe, take care, and have a great rest of your week. Yep. Take care. I'm Corey Grantham. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What? did i just listen to oh this game this game is this game is just bullshit now oh my gosh i actually they actually made me feel uncomfortable what was it panty what the game has gone to bullshit panty melted why do we record these during the middle of games oh god be sure to listen to Corey and i every monday we are your go-to source for the arizona coyotes on the hockey podcast network